0: Go Loud presents the Lennon-Courtney podcast go loud, go loud, go loud. Our favourite episode from series 2 of the Lennon-Courtney podcast is one we did on
1: habits <laughs> you Take your finger out of your nose We are the product of all our habits, the good and the bad This is an area that fascinates us and we know you're going to love this fizzy episode
0: Hello. Hello, hello, hello. We're
1: recording remotely at this time, but it is of course to, the go on.
0: I have to just let you know that it's really good because I can smell my own feet right now from the heat. Oh, east.
1: right. Gorgeous. It's it's from- hot and sweaty in the city. So I'm glad you're remote right now, I have to say. Hygiene, per, personal hygiene aside, this is the habits issue. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> I, do, I do have to say that Brendan, I, I can confirm that Brendan's personal hygiene is to the highest of standards and that his habits of personal care are pure excellence. I am, I have to say, fascinated by the science of habits and it was a good few years ago that we both read James Clear's Atomic Habits um, which was New York Times bestseller and it, honestly it's one of those books that I um recommend with gay abandon to everybody it is there's so much in it do you like that you kind you of-
0: keep your abandon to yep. yourself darling <laughs> <laughs>
1: Because I think, I think we don't, I think we all know we have habits and behaviors. We're not a hundred percent sure which is so, which. So, and and, so, and I, I think that we, we um I, I think that we, a lot of the time are in sort of passive denial about our habits.
0: Well, as total sidebar along with this conversation is when we read that book, we were in startup land. And habits was a buzzword. Do you remember? It was all about forming new uh, habits. It sort of came around as we, when we were kids, habits were bad habits. We, asked, we didn't understand there could be good habits, but we never reinforced if you learn a good habit, it becomes part of your process. So we got into that zone where they're like, okay, so if you're in startup and you have to do X amount of things to get through the day, like write a pitch or da, 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 and it's kind of be quite easy to procrastinate And some of the jobs you don't like that much. So you form good habits. So it was a new language to me, actually. So it's, it's much broader than what people will think it is about, actually, isn't it really? Because there's a new understanding for the benefit of developing good habits.
1: So I suppose if, if we're to think about the science of habits, um, the first thing to kind of understand is that our habits, the, the, the actions that we don't have to make a decision about. So that's brushing your teeth in the morning, hopefully. Um, It's turning on the light switch when you walk into a room, even if there's a power cut, you still turn it on because you expect the light to happen because it's embedded in our basal ganglia. So that's the part of the brain where habits live and it's, it's, about, it's about 150 blocks away from the part of the brain that handles decision making, which is the prefrontal cortex and, and, and they're totally removed from each other. So um, it's one of the reasons that it's very hard to turn an activity into a habit is because if you're sitting down and you know you need to do something but it requires decision-making, that's that's sapping the energy. As, as you're thinking about it, your energy is draining because decision-making. And by the way, the, the estimation for how many decisions the modern human makes is 35,000 in a day. Yikes. So
2: um, like, we're tired. <laughs> we're just running the whole time. It's exhausting. So I'm do sure. you mean that... So that's
0: you're saying that if you take the decision out of the process, you use less energy. Yes,
2: yes, oh. exactly
0: right. Oh, interesting. So if you can create a habit for something that's good, it stops an inner turmoil about whether or not it you. Takes do away it. the
2: choice. Yeah, right. It takes away the yeah.
0: choice. Interesting.
2: How do we How do we start like a new habit? How What is the best way to develop new habits? Like, if we wanted to, like, basically say exercise more, or we want to, you know, drink more water or whatever it is. I suppose
1: J- J- James Clear and many others have, have broken down habits into four chronological component parts. So the first is the cue. Something leads you to believe that you need to enact a habit. So maybe when you walk into the kitchen uh, first thing in the morning, the first thing you think of is coffee. Um, and that cue, because you've walked across the threshold, creates a craving so the cue turns into a craving and then the response is is to make the cup of coffee and the reward is drinking the coffee so if you if you can kind of break down your habits um and actually not that drinking a cup of coffee is a bad habit but if you can if you can habit stack on top of the initial
0: cue Back to do up something there, good your habit stacking now i love it. <laughs> <laughs> i'm writing this down
1: it is such a brilliant concept. So if you, if you have an existing habit, right, you can use the cues of that habit to embed a new habit.
2: How? See, because it exists. You, you piggyback it onto the old habit. Right? Yes. Here's a, here's a, here's yeah. a
0: great example. So I drink two pints of water every morning. It's a habit now and I crave it. And exactly all the things you've described, because I, I read a few years ago about how important hydration is and the benefits of sleep. You know, those ones you read online, like if you sleep better, you look better, your digestion works better, your good health's better, blah, blah, Now I'm, I'm going to ask you a question now, all right? So I get up every morning and actually I normally drink it just before I go to bed, but it's been waking me up a little bit. But So I, I, I'll definitely hydrate before I go to bed, of course, when I get up. So I am very hydrated all the time. Okay. Well, my deal is, in fact, what I try and do if I wake up at say 5am I'll get up and do it then when I go for a wee or you know I'll I'll say well I'll do it earlier actually get the real benefits of it when I wake up so it's in there how do I attach a new habit to that do you know what I mean? say
1: you just say you decided that um your uh immune system uh could really do with a boost and you wanted to have all other all sorts of other benefits by taking a daily dose of vitamin D for example which we should all be taking um that you leave your Vitamin D beside the sink, and when you're drinking your water you take your vitamin D and that becomes stacked onto the water habit got there it. you go
0: yeah there you it. go
1: and it's I, I think the other the other piece of of changing habits and I think we forget about this is our environment so we expect ourselves to change our habits in the middle of an environment that doesn't support us to do that so if so my weakness is crisps <laughs> the only way that i cannot eat crisps is to not have them in the house like it's that simple but if i'm in an environment where there are crisps in the house i will eat them and probably all of them you know so it's it's around supporting yourself because we we are unbelievably impacted by our environment and in fact there is a concept which is attributed to the the speaker motivational speaker Jim Rohn which is that you are the you are the average of the five people that you spend the most time with right <laughs> so whoever you spend the most time with you're the average of all of them and you drill into that say, a little for, bit now what's that what does that mean So that means, so say, say, for example, so, so you will fall somewhere in the middle of the behaviors of those five people who you surround yourself with.
0: Oh, I see. So say, say, for
1: example, you, um, surrounded yourself with people who were really uh, into fitness. There is a very high likelihood that your interest in fitness will increase. So
0: here's a question. And and let's, so uh, I, I, my brain is mad, isn't it? So I have a fitness group. Right, of which the person I spend most time with, well, apart from you, obviously, is Adam, and he's in that group, right? And then I have a social group. So I wonder, can you have different groups for a different habits?
1: Well, funny you should say that, Brendan. You you can, <laughs> you can absolutely. That's a great but, question.
2: But That's a great question. Yeah, it
1: is, and it it, it I guess it depends where your ha- head is at. Because look, we all have different groups. You know, we have different sets of friends. Um, And what are the discussion points and what are the motivators for each of those groups? So what are you talking about? So you can't, I can't necessarily expect my business support network to change the way that I view my fitness, although it kind of happens anyway, Um, but what's interesting now this this author david burkus um is debunking the five people myth and he's saying that's only the tip of the iceberg because what he says is it's way broader socially than that so he's saying um, you <laughs> the book is called friend of a friend understanding the hidden networks that can transform your life and career and he's he's used uh, research from Nicholas uh, Christakis from Yale and James Fowler from the University of California in San Diego. Brandon, this is going to blow your mind. Now, uh, sorry to be kind of weight and fitness obsessed. There's lots more to it than this, but these stats are insane, right? So if your friend, and this is based on over 30 years of research, okay, if your friend becomes obese, you are 45% more likely to, to gain weight over the next two to four years, okay? More surprisingly, if you're a friend of your friend gains weight, you're 20% more likely to gain weight. And if a friend of a friend of a friend gains weight, you're 10% more likely than random wow. chance. Okay, so this is 30 years of research which which says that the, 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 the spread of our
2: influence within our circle is way bigger than we thought.
0: Wow, wow, wow. That's really interesting. So
2: I wonder, could you like sort of, if you were then very driven on a particular goal if you were smart, would it be the smart thing to do? Surround yourself with like super successful people in that field? Or are you more likely to? Yes! (laughs) Hang on, hang on. Did you hear the penny drop?
0: Because that's the positive side of it. But what surely on the opposite of that theory is the fact that uh, you may be damned to who you have to be influenced by. So it's not Mm. necessarily always a choice, right? And let's be honest, if, if you're saying the friend of a friend, it's not a choice. So your, your circle of influence, actually, you can attempt to, like, so for example, manage it, to personalize it, to manage it. But for example, like I, one of my goals is to spend more time with my fitness pack and I really like them. We all go for brunches and I haven't seen them since COVID obviously, but there are a group of people that were really interested in this one thing, Animal Flow, that we do together and we have the crack and I really like them. I know consciously it's really good for me to be with those people because, say, if we arrange to do something on Sunday, I won't destroy myself on the Saturday. You know, we, you, it makes you just generally fitter. So I can choose that. But your theory says if a friend of a friend of a friend of mine gets obese, I'm ten percent more likely to to follow suit. Right? Then that's not a choice.
1: But I guess if it comes from um, it comes from your initial choices around who you're. Um, who you're associating with, right? So, so you're you're creating your own likelihoods at the very start of that process. We we all, that's the one thing we have is choice. It gets easier if you have money, but we do we can make choices. And I think what I'm fascinated about with the whole habits piece is that we 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 I think we've been slightly conned into thinking that when it comes to our habits, we are required to make seismic change. We're actually the law of incremental results means that doing tiny things 10% better mm-hmm. consistently actually is much more powerful than making one big change. And that's why people you know, um, say they're gonna run every day for blah, 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 and that they fall apart, okay? So actually, if you just go for a walk once a week, that's a better place to start because the yeah. b- benefits then perpetuate themselves. We try to do too much too quick. And I think any kind of change Takes time and and consistency is just the most boring concept in the universe. It's not. Yeah. It doesn't have any sex appeal, and um, mm-hmm. but it's the one thing that keeps us moving. You know.
0: Interesting on that. So I and and and, and just for clarity, we could we could be talking about anything. It's just we're personalizing it. We're not being sizist in any way, or we're not you know judging people at all. We're just saying it, that's an interesting re- researched fact. And I'm picking fitness because it's a group of people that I that I've only met in the last five years. But I chose to do that so I actively pushed myself and then I even did the course to be an instructor so that it would force me to spend more time doing it so you other.
1: set a ch- you set a chain in motion when you make exactly
0: that choice. and I could really choose that and, and fitness is a good example because it's a very specific thing blah 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 right but how can you choose now to do more better habits like how can you specifically target so- people who are going to bring better habits to your life do you know what I mean do you so, look at them now so
1: we the, people? We, we, no, no. I, I think I think um, the first thing is to understand, and, and we know this, regardless of what you're trying to change, whether it's social impact, whether it's your own personal growth, whether it's your education, whatever you're trying to achieve, the first thing you have to start with is honest awareness. And James Clear talks about a sort of a habit audit that you really honestly sit down with a sheet of paper and go through what your habits are. And by the way, our, our actions and behaviors during any given day are 70% habit.
0: Wow, So, so
1: what, what we do is predominantly that habit action, which is just happening without us having to make any decisions. So if we sit down and we audit our behaviors, good and bad, and, or neutral, because not all habits are either good or bad. And, and, and then ask ourselves, you know, does that habit have any utility? Does it, does it have a function in my life? Is it making me better or worse? How can I, you know, what, what do I want to replace that habit with? What small incremental change can I make to change it? Then, then, you have, then you have somewhere to go. And if you take it one step at a time, you can begin to understand what needs to change. So, there was, there was a phenomenal study done in Israel where they basically um, charted all the parole decisions that were made in an Israeli court. In the analysis, right, they, wow. they mapped the, the religion and race of the person who was being paroled, the crime that they had been committed for, the, wow. sir, the, the term that they were serving, and the time of day that they were paroled. <laughs> so, the prisoners who appeared early in the morning. Received parole about 70% of the time. Okay. And as the day went on, and the later you got, you were down to 10%. Because actually, the judge had reached sort of decision paralysis. Mm -hmm. He was done with making decisions. So, the way to not deal with making a decision is to, to keep hang on, is to keep things at the status quo. Change nothing. And the way to change nothing is don't give them parole. Keep them where they are. So that the easiest thing for the human brain to do is nothing. Just keep going with the 70% of your habitual behavior that you're exhibiting every day.
2: But change is possible, and what you're saying is, oh yeah, you don't you don't want to be if you want to be the president of Ireland, don't you know, quit your job and camp outside it's Neutron. Maybe start by attending a local council meeting or something like that, and kind of getting the the stream of those people. Bish bash bash. Be something to tell us, yeah. Esther. Well, can you imagine? Are you me? on the campaign trail? Tiny thumbs, tiny <laughs> thumbs. I bet. No, no, Good. No, no, no. Not me.
0: You need to swim in the river. With the same swimmers you want to be with, right?
1: Well, yeah. You need to, if you want to change, you change your um, environmental normality. So
0: let's let's not forget to mention smoking, bad habits, right? Every smoker, if you ever ask them, they wish they never smoked. And I was a smoker, and now thankfully I'm not. And it's about five years, is it? Maybe, maybe since we you know quit. But it was it was, and it I was only ever a social smoker, so it was even the worst kind. The best thing I've ever done is quit smoking. So say someone's listened to this and they want to quit smoking. They want to get rid of that habit. Is that a different thing because it's an addiction?
1: Yeah, there is okay. a distinction there. Yeah, so right. so anything that involves a sort of um, a psychological or, or physical addiction is going to create a much more difficult scenario for the person who wants to change that habit. There's no doubt and that's about That's
0: a different it. thing, yeah.
1: It's 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 a different thing. However, if you go back to the, the the basic fundamentals, which is cues, craving, response, and reward, you you can shift up your environment to change the cues that uh, lead to the cravings that make you want a cigarette. So, what are those yeah. cues? Oh, I pick up a cup of coffee, you know, in my right hand, and all of a sudden, my left hand wants a cigarette or yeah, a vice versa. Yeah, yeah. You know, so maybe or or maybe just change change, change the mug, change the hand you drink out of, change up the environment a little bit so that your body isn't working Very on autopilot.
0: I automatically did it. I didn't realize that's what I was doing. So I have done, as you know, Sonia, a couple of uh, detox months off alcohol now and again, and really enjoyed it. Really, uh, it's a fascinating thing to do. And I, I you know, like at the last week of my holiday, I didn't drink last year. You know, I just I do this thing. And how I do it, if, if it gets to Friday, you know, and you're just, you're, there's a habit there for a Friday night drink. It's actually a habit, right? So what I did was when I introduced meditation, I have a little 10, 15, 20 minute meditation. And that new thing puts my mind into a different gear when I, I don't want to drink then, So I introduced a new uh, punctuation in the day that's, that's brand new to that point of the day. And it stopped me repeating a behavior that I didn't want, wasn't good for me anymore. So you,
1: repla- you replaced the cue and you changed the craving. Yeah, isn't that really
0: interesting? Wow,
1: yeah. I'm a genius. Yeah. <laughs> you are a I genius. I didn't and, and know. And a... the funny thing is that it, it's, it's really well sort of understood. Why, right back to the ancient Greeks had a term called akrasia, which was the state of mind in which someone acts against their better judgment through weakness of will. So, so many of us know we shouldn't be doing certain things and we just can't be arsed, we just do them anyway. Uh, so so you, you you know what you should be doing, but you do something else anyway.
0: I'm gonna have my first daughter's gonna be called Akratia.
1: <laughs> Courtney, gorgeous. <laughs> Acrecia. Acrecia. <laughs> you know you shouldn't be doing that,
0: Akratia.
1: <laughs> How many times have I told you acracia. <laughs> You know, it's, it, there's a lot of um, sort of uh, clickbaity articles about how long it takes to change a habit. What do you, what do you think?
2: I've seen 60 days. I've heard 30 days. I, I, I don't know. 10 weeks. So, the, the 66 days is widely
1: perceived to be the general. But for some habits and some people, it could take anything from
2: 18 days to 245 days. Mm-hmm.
0: So that just puts so, me right off.
2: <laughs> yeah. When you get to two hundred, 200, 240, you're like, will I keep going? Yes, five more days <laughs> and you'll be free from the cigarette.
0: Yeah, there's, a, there's a better thing about smoking in that and alcohol is following the same route in that they are both uh, physically and mentally addicted. We know that. But uh, cigarettes overnight became antisocial. And that removed, like there's very few younger people I see smoking now. You know, there's very few people in their 30s I see with cigarettes in their hand.
2: Do you want to talk about outside thing now?
0: My outside thing is a lighter because uh, I will say the freedom of not being a prisoner to nicotine is the most liberating thing in the world. It's like getting a driver's license. It's just you are a free person because when you smoke, you are a a, a prisoner to that habit. And the the level of freedom is far, far beyond your wildest expectations. So it's uh, binning, room 101 in cigarette lighters we can never find one in our house now which i love <laughs> for the candles but it was wasn't it Sonia? we I mean we i yeah. even went to get hypnotized and everything we just wanted to get rid of it i just hated it and so you know five years later it's do you remember that hypnotizer Sonia. yes
2: i do did it yes. have any an effect <laughs> did it work at all <laughs> no actually but you know I'm what brendan that. you know what you're saying like you you still people biting their nails and go why i'd be the same with people smoking i would think For me, I would be in in my little judgment, I would be like, that's weak. Why are they doing that? Like I would think, because I would see it as like.
0: And I think modern culture is no longer tolerant of judgment, right? So if someone's overweight or if somebody smokes or if somebody, all these things that traditionally culture assumed there was some sort of weakness or weak will there, right? That person's not in control of their life is not being tolerated anymore. We're not. We, we have to remove judgment now as best we can, and we have to be much more open-minded as to why people behave the way they do. And in, in, in a weird way, currently the backlash is so hard. There's an intolerance of intolerance. <laughs> so if, if it's is. kind of we're in we're in a cultural uh, bind at the moment, I think. And and the pendulum's going to have to come back to the centre soon enough, I hope. But the intolerance of intolerance itself is kind of. A, in of in and of itself is a problem, I think, as well. But uh, yeah, you're right. There, there was a perception that people who, you know, people who worked out were fit and slim. They were in control. And nobody else was in control. That's not true. That's just simply not the case, right? So we, 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 people, everybody's different. You're right, and everybody has different reasons. And here's the other really big, interesting thing: the another brilliant, brilliant thing about getting older is you are a different person at different stages of your life, and you have different priorities and giving up smoking isn't a priority to a young person who smokes you know at that stage because it wasn't that antisocial and it was you know there was a load of reasons why not to 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 bother so I think I think we need to be just more tolerant and less judgmental and I think you know um when so when you're biting your nails I won't roll my eyes (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> right. Well, I'm not going. To well, my that. my outside thing is possibly a little bit annoying, given that beautiful monologue there, Brendan, because <laughs> it is actually my 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 yoga mat. Um, on the 28th of December last year, I randomly decided, and it had nothing to do with New Year's Eve because it was the 28th of December. I decided I was going to uh work out once a day, every day, and t- it's now what are we? The 26th of June, and you I missed I missed two, I've missed. i missed two days in that period. One was because you came over to play and I was mm-hmm. destroyed. And one was because my mum went into a nursing home. On those two days, I didn't work out. And it, it really kind of, it didn't, it didn't feel right. I've made it into an unnegotiable, non-decision making habit. And to the point, it's, the knock-on effect of that has been phenomenal because I get kind of anxious now if I think the day is going to run out and I'm not going to have a, t- a chance to do it. So I get up. Earlier and make sure you know get up before seven or half six or whatever it is that the day requires me to do and do a half, minimum half hour workout so that it's done so that I don't have to worry about it so it has made me stronger and it's made it hasn't made me thinner in the slightest um, it's made me stronger and it's made me um, extend my day and it's made me value the discipline of that and really yep. feel just thrilled that I that that's part of of my. Um, daily schedule now. I love it. I love it. And I feel better for it. So, so what would um, it tips is possible.
0: So, yeah, I, I mean, you know, I've been working out for years and years and years from starting with vanity. <laughs> and then I've got, we didn't get well-being in the, in the 80s in Ireland. It was pure vanity to be, to be, to have the six pack I saw in the front of magazines or whatever I wanted. And uh, so I started there then I got into the well-being. side. I so I've been working out, it's part of my life as well. And I get anxious if I don't fit it in. Now, what I do now know is I need rest days more than I did when I was younger. Like I need, like if I do a really good session and if I rest for two days, I really feel stronger than if I kept going. So I know my own body. Anyway, what's your top tips for getting that mentality for people?
1: Yeah. So it's actually back to the law of, Incremental rewards and returns because it's uh, so. I started walking first years and years and years ago. That was the beginning of it. Then I took up yoga and Bikram and Pilates and all the rest. But the the critical point for me came when I started doing workouts one to one workouts online once a week, and that was uh, again non negotiable, no decision involved because it was scheduled, and I had to get up at half six to do this workout because the the my trainer gawain was waiting on the other end of the line and and then that grew to the point that it became three three mornings a week um and then on that day on the 28th of december um i just decided i'm going to do this and i started doing free youtube online and i i at that point the self-motivation had had really rooted to do it and i knocked the trainer back to one day a week just um out of courtesy, really because he started me on the train and I would like to keep engaged with him but I'm fully capable now of self-motivating and I think it was that it was actually somebody shared their workout playlist with me uh my my great friend Deborah Searle said here's my here's my workout playlist and I went okay here's a pre-edited list of workouts that I can do that I uh, from somebody who I trust and and actually I'll put my new workout playlist in the show notes because um I only include workouts that I enjoy doing. I I will only do what I enjoy doing. Um, and then and then there's a, a huge reward in that just in the in the action of it. Never mind
0: the results. Yeah, i sharing it.
1: it. No, but also you, you, if you enjoy what you're if you enjoy your habit um, then there's a double reward. Yeah. So, so if running's little- not
2: your thing, don't start a running workout. Go hundred dancing in your bedroom for twenty minutes. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. Hmm. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Do you know what running? I'm running five k three mornings a week now, and uh, really bores me. And and I do it because Adam's up and, and makes us. And I'm. But the, the the motivation is how good I feel after I've done it. How proud I am it's like Bikram how hard Bikram was but the reward of getting through it so it's just getting through it so that that's a that's a that's a tricky motivational thing to learn right because actually it can be very hard and challenging but my my tip for people who want to get fitter is so even on my worst day I'll say to myself here's the deal right I do a deal I have an internal dialogue I start, I, I just think just go to the gym for 10 minutes just get on the track walk if you feel like it run a bit and then have a sauna that's all you have to do. That's all you have to do. And you'll feel good. You go to the gym, you invariably do at least 25 or 30, and then you just do a full workout, right? But if the deal is it's not going to be hard, you tell yourself it's going to be fine. And you're going to have that lovely shower at the end of it. And you're going to feel great. Okay. There's the deal. So once you're basically tricking your own brain and you go, and, and, but what you're, also doing, what, you, what you're also doing is what you said is just a little, little, you're dropping a little idea and act, reacting on that little notion and making it really easy on yourself. So I've often said to people, so people say, hey, just go for a walk. You're right, put a podcast in and just say, I'll just go for a 10 minute walk. And your 10 minute walk might take you to a half an hour walk or whatever, but it's little enough. And I think that, I saw Mourin, you know our lovely friend Mirren, did that on COVID, I followed her, she did a couch to 5K.
1: I saw and that, that was, yeah.
0: It's, but it's so good, isn't it? It's so interesting that, that couch to 5K thing because actually it's very it's exactly what we're describing. It's a it's it's a system that just teases you into it gently. So it gives you little rewards and as you gather those rewards you get fitter. So yeah, little often little and often.
2: For whatever it is you want to achieve, just break it into little teeny totally. Things.
0: That could be it's our like drag them all name. The board. That could be our drag handle. Teeny
1: little and often. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it.
0: Like hint and bracket, little and often.
1: Oh, I love it.
0: <laughs> I presume we know who's little and who's often, right? I
1: think we have a fair idea. <laughs> <laughs> On that note, that's a habit we're gonna need to make. <laughs>
0: yeah, for sure. So yeah, I I you're you're a body of knowledge about this habit stuff. So what what is your favorite book to read about habits?
1: Oh get go and get James Clear at Atomic Habits. Atomic it's, habits. It, it's it breaks it down into really negotiable pieces and you understand then what your brain is doing and how to manage it honestly if you want to change anything any habits and as I said 70% of what we do is habit uh, that's the book
2: yeah and we'll Great. have the link to that we also have the link to the books we mentioned in the show notes so don't forget to go and have a look there and also if there's any questions you want to ask make sure you leave it in a comment and review for us and then we'll do our best to answer it the next week which is Another way of just trying to get you to leave a review, basically.
0: Hello, everybody in Oman. Hello, everybody in (laughs) Canada. Hello, everybody in America.
2: (laughs) Hi, Kuala Lumpur. Hello, Kuala Lumpur. (laughs) Shout out to the Netherlands.
1: Thank you for listening to our top pick from series two of the Lenny Corny podcast. If you're thirsty for more, have no fear. Fresh new episodes are released every Thursday, wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure to subscribe so you never miss us. And follow us on at Lennon Courtney on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter for all
0: our latest updates.